From Equity Meets Media, this is The Dive. I'm your host, Sasha Kelly. After 95 years, Disney may be losing control over Mickey Mouse. The world's most famous mouse was first introduced to all of us in the 1928 animated film Steamboat Willie. Over the following 94 years, Mickey Mouse has brought in more than $80 billion to Disney through movies, merchandise, theme parks, live events, even cruises. Hello from the Magic Kingdom. Wish you were here, pal. But on the 1st of January in 2024, that is all slated to change. Mickey is going to enter the public domain, unless Disney can stop it. It's Monday the 8th of August and today I want to know why is Disney about to lose control of its most famous character and what is the company going to do to stop it? To help unpack this story today, I'm joined by my colleague here at Equity Mates. It's Darcy Cordell. Darcy, welcome. Thanks, Sasha. A couple of exciting things today. First recording in the new office and a very fun story as well. I mean, I grew up on Disney films, so I have a real vested interest in finding out what's going on here. So I think it's crucial to this story to understand how intellectual property is protected. Firstly, what is copyright? And then also what is the public domain? So when an artist creates a work, say Mickey Mouse, they have rights over that piece. It's your property and people shouldn't be able to rip you off. But policymakers recognise there is a public benefit in creative works being available to the public. Our cultural history is built on generations of people taking the work of those before them and building on it. Think modern adaptations of Shakespeare or the grim fairy tales. Romeo is so policymakers balance the rights of the creator of new characters with the rights of the public to build on these works by creating a time limit for intellectual property protection. And after that time lapses, the works enter the public domain. The public domain. So tell me how that works. The public domain consists of all the creative work to which no exclusive intellectual property rights apply. I mentioned Grimm's fairy tales earlier, so let's stick with that. Snow White was first published by the Brothers Grimm in 1812. Those characters, Snow White, the Seven Dwarfs, which we all know about, and the Evil Witch, they've since entered the public domain. So anyone can now use these characters in their works. So Disney is able to do a Snow White movie, but Universal is also able to do their own, which they've done with Snow White and the Huntsman. My queen, yet another kingdom falls to your glory. Okay, are there any other examples? Take Pinocchio, which was first published by Carlo Collodi in 1883. Pinocchio has now entered the public domain and is free for anyone to use in their own works. Yeah, he turned up in Shrek, remember? (laughs) You can't lie. So tell me, puppet... Where is Shrek? (laughs) He did. So this year we've got both Disney and Netflix also releasing separate Pinocchio films. I want to tell you a story. The Netflix one is directed by Del Toro and it looks incredible. Okay, so that's the basis for today's story. Creators have protection on their work. No one else can use it, but that protection doesn't last forever. And it's important to note that different countries have different lengths of copyright protection. So we get into the situation where some characters are public domain in some places and still protected in others. But let's zoom in on America because that is where Disney is most intensely focused on protecting Mickey. At the start of the 20th century, copyright lasted for 56 years 
but that has changed over the past half century. America's 1909 Copyright Act, that gave an author copyright for 28 years and an option to renew for another 28 years, giving them a total of 56 years. And based on that law, the world's most famous mouse, Mickey, it should have moved into the public domain in 1984. But Disney worked hard, they're such a powerful company, and they lobbied politicians to change this 1909 law. In 1976, with eight years left on Mickey's copyright, Congress passed a new law which extended the length of copyright from 56 years to 75. And that set the new expiration for Mickey to 2003. And it wasn't just Mickey. Pluto was set to expire in 2005, Goofy in 2007, and Donald Duck in 2009. So you can see where this is going though, Sasha. Disney, they fired up the lobbying machine once again when these expiries were coming to an end. And in 1998, Congress passed another law which pushed Mickey's date until 2023 meaning he will enter the public domain on the 1st of January, 2024. Yes, so don't get the cake, huh? Oh, yes, you do. And Darcy, in my intro, I said how much money Mickey has made for Disney. It's understandable that they were lobbying so hard. It's completely understandable. I mean, ask any child around the world and they probably know who Mickey Mouse is. But in terms of actual money, brand experts in 2008 estimated that Mickey's value to the Walt Disney Corporation was over $3 billion. And estimates are that the world's most famous mouse, it's brought in over $80 billion US dollars in revenue across everything, as you mentioned, movies, games, theme parks, cruises and merch. Mickey is everywhere. Really? You mean it? I do want to raise, though, Darcy, that there's a certain irony in that Walt Disney has been a major beneficiary of works that have fallen into the public domain. Dozens of Disney characters were taken directly from the public domain. Even the breakthrough Mickey cartoon, Steamboat Willie, is based on a Buster Keaton movie from 1928. And Mickey Mouse is just one part of this story, right? As you are speaking, my mind is running through all the other famous fictional characters at the heart of these multi-million dollar franchises. Exactly right, Sasha. Mickey is one of the oldest and one of the most famous, but where the mouse goes, other major characters will follow. Time Warner has Bugs Bunny and the DC Comics universe, including Batman and Superman. Viacom has the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, one of my favourites. Pizza Dude's got 30 seconds. Comcast NBC Universal has Minions. Disney also has Star Wars and the Marvel Universe, including the Avengers. So as long as Mickey remains under copyright protection, all of these characters made after him are also protected. So there are plenty of big media companies with a vested interest in seeing the mouse being protected. Mm, Because they aren't just recognisable characters. These are major assets for these companies. They're major assets. And Sasha, I know you love guessing games. So Disney has three of the top five highest grossing intellectual properties in history. Can you guess a couple of them or all three for bonus points? All right. Well, I've read Bob Iger's book, and so I know I I think Star Wars would definitely be in that mix. There's one. I'm going to say Mickey Mouse because we're talking about him today, and that was some hefty figures that I listed at the beginning. Two. Oh, boy. The last one, I'm not sure. I would go with maybe the Avengers franchise. My name is Tony Stark, and I'm not afraid of you. Good guess, but it's actually Winnie the Pooh. So to give you some numbers... The five highest grossing IPs of all time, Star Wars at fifth, and that's brought in $69 billion since 1977. 
Equal, Fourth and Third are Mickey Mouse and Winnie the Pooh. They've both brought in $80 billion of revenue. And then the top two kind of surprised me, but then I also realised how important they are in pop culture these days. Hello Kitty and Pokemon. Pika Pika! Wow, that's really a surprise to me as well. Pokemon's brought in over $100 billion of revenue since just 1996. I want to be the very best. Did you have Pokemon cards, Darcy? Of course I did. I played all the games on my Game Boy. That was my childhood, (laughs) Sasha. I should have known. Pokemon cards, yeah, definitely a defining moment of my childhood. So just from the numbers that you've listed there, the top five, I mean, that's hundreds of billions of dollars. These are really valuable assets. And if they do enter the public domain, all kinds of weird and wonderful things can happen to them. So Darcy, let's take a break and then explore that world in just a moment. Welcome back to The Dive. I'm your host, Sasha Kelly. I'm joined by my colleague, Darcy Cordell, and we are reviewing our childhood today. We're looking at all the fabulous characters that we grew up with and then finding out just how much money they've made these massive companies. Today, we're focused on the story that Disney is pursuing a way to keep Mickey Mouse under copyright and not falling into the public domain. But there are plenty of characters who've gone before him and are already out there. That's right. Plenty of the classic works of history are already in the public domain. Shakespeare, Beethoven, Charles Dickens, Gilbert and Sullivan, Oscar Wilde, the list goes on. But more modern characters have also made it into the public domain. Winnie the Pooh and his friends, Piglet, Eeyore, Tigger, but also Tom and Jerry, Felix the Cat, and some Popeye and Betty Boop works. Another more recent one, Sasha, did you watch A Star Is Born with Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper? Did I watch A Star Is Born? Darcy, I loved that movie. A real tearjerker, but that was actually a remake of the 1937 film with the same name. But don't come to see A Star Is Born expecting to find a Cinderella story. That fell into the public domain as the owners didn't renew their copyright. Wow, I did know that there had been three versions of that film, but I didn't realise that it was on the basis that that copyright hadn't been renewed. But let's go back to Winnie the Pooh because I know you're sitting on a story here. When he entered the public domain, he did stray far from the 100-acre wood. Can you tell me a bit more about that? I can tell you Winnie is certainly not how I remember him as a child. Since entering the public domain, he's had a couple of makeovers. Winnie the Screwed. So one of them, actor Ryan Reynolds, made a playful nod to Winnie in a Mint Mobile ad. In the ad, Reynolds reads a children's book about, quote, Winnie the Screwed, a bear with a costly phone bill. He slams the front of his head as hard as he can against the table as he realises how much he's being charged. But Winnie has received a far more sinister portrayal in the upcoming horror film titled Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey. Pooh and his close friend Piglet go on a bloody rampage of killing after being abandoned by their old friend Christopher Robin. Quite disturbing, Sasha. I don't think I'll be watching that one. Are there any other examples of rogue things happening in the public domain, famous characters kind of ending up in places we didn't expect? There are a few less extreme examples around. F. Scott Fitzgerald's Great Gatsby came out of copyright in 2020 and in 2021 a book called Catsby was released where Gatsby is reimagined as a furry who spends his day and nights in a cat costume. Oh, okay. Quite random. (laughs) 
Jane Austen's Pride and Prejudice is also in the public domain, so it was remixed into the 2016 film Pride and Prejudice and Zombies. I've heard it's a classic. (laughs) And the Brothers Grimm fairy tale Hansel and Gretel was remixed into the 2013 film Hansel and Gretel, Witch Hunters. Me and my sister... We have a past. So I get the idea, Darcy. Disney doesn't exactly want Mickey Mouse, the murderous mouse, or fighting zombies or doing something along those lines. That would certainly change the tone of their theme parks and Disney on ice. So Disney might still have one trick up their sleeve, copyright versus trademark. Can you explain this to me? Disney won't give Mickey up without a fight. So once their copyright expires, unless they can lobby the government to extend the term again, there are a few other avenues they'll likely pursue to protect their rights to Mickey. One of those is trademark protection. So a trademark is a recognisable symbol or expression that is connected to a product or service from a particular company or individual. And unlike copyright, they can actually last forever. So basically, if there's something a business uses that is recognisable, like Mickey... (laughs) everybody it's me mickey mouse the government protects that business from having other people copy it the classic example is actually a logo we can't just use another company's logo here at equity mates there are laws to stop that and disney might argue that the famous mouse is their logo to stop others using it wow all right and this means others can use the character but it must be done in a way that people don't mistake the work as being from disney I think it might be difficult for someone to whip out a Mickey Mouse and not associate it with Disney though. This is a fascinating story. 2024 is not that far away, bit scary Darcy, which means that we won't have to wait that long to find out what happens. Let's leave it there for today, but it definitely is a watch this space. If you enjoyed this episode, please tell a friend about it. Take a picture, share it on social media. It is the best way for our podcast to grow. And if you're listening because you've been referred, welcome. We have a growing back catalogue that's well worth checking out. So make sure you dive in there, pun intended. Remember, you can follow us on Instagram at thedive.businessnews. You can contact us by email, thedive at equitymates.com. And you can subscribe wherever you're listening right now so you never miss an episode. Thanks, Darcy. It was a lot of fun revisiting our childhood today. It was, Sasha, but I'm looking forward to Winnie the Pooh's horror film. <laughs> I'm, I'm not so much, but I'm glad someone out there is going to be a fan. Until next time. The Dive is a product of Equity Mates Media. In the spirit of reconciliation, Equity Mates Media and the hosts of The Dive acknowledge the traditional custodians of country throughout Australia and the connections to land, sea and community. We pay our respects to their elders, past and present, and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people today. All information in this podcast is for education and entertainment purposes only. The hosts of The Dive are not financial professionals and are not aware of your personal financial circumstances. Before making any financial decisions, you should read the product disclosure statement and, if necessary, consult a licensed financial professional. Do not take financial advice from a podcast. Thank you.